This is the Young Flamingo Club. I am Justin Purser, and I'm here with my co-host, Montana Mindy, who is here. I am here. Uh, I was almost not here. Uh, Justin, I got to tell you, the new sign, neon sign we invested in is flickering. So is that why you haven't been sleeping? Because you can't figure out how to turn it off. Right. And it's like this neon, like, turquoise blue and and pink i mean you guys know the colors so yes this is exactly why i have not been able to sleep and speaking of not sleeping i haven't been sleeping because i've been really excited to release this episode we're about to unleash on the world uh chris Hess, the lead singer of the band swim which um i've known chris since we were kids and uh i was really excited that he wanted to come on and chris confirmed my beliefs that indie cool rock musicians they love going to japan he talked about it and i, I think pearl charles talked about it so um more and more i'm starting to learn that japan is the place to go for really cool indie rock bands japan is also a great place to get an a-track player so uh if anyone's looking for an a-track player i think we uh, mentioned this in our very first episode and i uh, got shut down pretty bad uh go to japan Get one. I think a track players are still hip, cool, etc. I mean, there's no reason to hate on them. And I think one thing, uh, another thing I should point out, Justin, you forgot to say swim double M. You're right. Swim with two M's. That's the band. And speaking of, do you know uh, what this episode is? Are you aware? Yes. Speaking of double M, we're entering double digits. That's right. This is episode 10. And now that we've hit episode 10, there's no turning back. Like we'll never go back to single digits. Um, it's like when you know when you when a person turns ten, a, a child turns ten, they never go back. And if you're lucky, you hit triple digits. Yeah, I mean the way things are rolling now, I I, I highly doubt we'll even make it to nineteen. No, totally kidding. We are going to make the triple digits, and uh, Justin and I are going to be driving this VW van on I five, five hundred miles an hour. We've gained traction, and uh, we're bringing along everyone. So. Yeah, we'll have to do something uh, monumentous for our uh, our hundredth episode. I don't know what that is. We'll figure that. We got some time, so we'll, we'll um, give Sam Sam Pink LSD and let him rant for an hour. That should be good. That's good enough for me. Um, speaking of ranting, I'm not going to reveal what happens at the end of this episode, but I have to say, uh, Chris's Chris's tone and response at the end it it was shocking. He totally changed course on us and uh, kind of just refused something from us that I'm not going to say, but. It was uh, it was hurtful. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when I think of uh, Swim Double M, um, I don't even know if I want Chris back on the show. I mean, that was really hurtful to me. I mean, it took me a couple weeks to get over. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, first one ever. So let's uh, let's press play on this. Should I press play? Yeah, yeah. Play is uh, up top to the left. Uh, I always have to remind you of this, but uh, you don't know where it is, so. I can't find it. it moved. It, wait, is where'd you say the bottom? It's right up top to the left. Okay. Press top, top. Oh, okay. It says play. Duh. I'm so dumb. Okay. I see it. Here we go. Don't be a dick. Like, don't just tell me to go into the garage. Who's the freaking new guy with the bleach tips raging against the machine that was Limp Biscuit? How much of this can you edit out? The young.
Welcome to the Young Flamingo Club. First off, uh, I couldn't get my second dose of Pfizer today. Um, I've signed everything over to Justin 100% because I don't know how much longer I'll be around on Earth. Anyways, today we have an extraordinary guest because that's, uh, I think that's all we book. Uh, Chris Hess, uh, lead singer of Swim, and that's a double M, also my initials. Chris, what is going on today, my friend? Hey, how I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Uh, thank you for coming to the Young Flamingo Club. I uh, hope uh, I heard you tip the doorman a pretty good tip. So uh, he thanks you. Justin, are you here? It seems like uh, you're a different person uh, every time I talk to you and introduce you. What's going on? I am here. And uh, I was just feeling really euphoric and I couldn't figure out why. But then I just realized I accidentally just drank two Celsius energy drinks. Do you think it's possible you're feeling euphoric because uh, my life's in jeopardy? Yeah, well, the reason I drank too is because I was nervous when you said you didn't get your second shot. So I started Googling it. And apparently, if you don't get your second shot within 48 hours, uh, you die. So you might want to get on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Okay. It's according to the I, internet. I don't know if that's true or not. but It's according to, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of different sources. Uh, okay, so Chris, um, swim. Uh, I, you started in Florida. I've never been to Florida. Okay, I've heard a lot of great things about it. What is it? What is the raw feel of Florida? I mean, mo- most of my life, I'm alone in my room romanticizing Florida. I'm always surprised when someone hasn't been there at least once for the obligatory Disney World visit as a child. Florida is like this perfect amalgamation of everything that's wrong and right with tropic weather. And, and look, we know Florida gets a bad rap or, you know, Florida man and all that stuff. But look, I, I don't put much merit in that because, you know, I'm in Los Angeles and uh, you know, I look outside my window and it looks like they're, they're filming Zombieland 3. Chris, you're, you're in Los Angeles too now though, right? I am. I am. I'm in Lincoln Heights. Lincoln Heights. And is Adam there too? What happened to Adam? He's still alive, right? Yep. He's still going. Um, he is here. Actually, we live together in, uh, in this house that's up on this hill. So I know what you mean. Actually, yesterday I looked out my window to see smoke billowing crazy uh, out the window. So I, I went up to the top of the hill to see uh, a hill that was just on the other side of where I live, totally in, engulfed in flames. Just for everyone that doesn't know, Adam Wynn is the drummer of Swim. And him and Chris have been best friends forever, forever. But Chris is not the mother of the child. Um, how old is uh, Adam's child now? Two years Two. old. Yeah. Wow. Terrible twos. How's he doing with all that? He's doing, he, he seems like he's come around. Like, I feel like maybe six months ago, there was like this phase where it was like, man, this is, these are the terrible twos. And then I feel like lately, the last few months, it's like, it's so weird to see because I, we're all roommates. So I'm, my roommate is a two year, two year old. So we're basically, I see the changes like so subtly, like every week, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, there's a sweetness to him right now that's really, really fun. I have to remind myself that we're not just born with like the social acumen that we develop. Because I, I when he's a when he's being a little jerk, like in my I kind of respond instantly, like, don't be a dick. Like don't just tell me to go into the garage. And then I have to remind myself that like you do pick these things up. You 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 learn that you can't tell someone what they have to do at all times and then shit your pants. All right. Do you hear that, Justin? Stop telling yeah. me what to do and stop shitting your pants, please. That's what I was going to say. You. Like I, I haven't, um, I'm not sure I've learned that all yet. Um, Chris, 
didn't you guys play some live shows just recently in Florida? Um, well, how much of this can you edit out? The, we went to Florida a couple months ago to play an outdoor art event called Robot Love. And so Robot Love has been around for years and years and years. Like it was one of the first things we ever played as a band. And so they invited us back and we we're kind of unsure if we should do it. And they're like, no, it's going to be outside. It's going to be a guarded off area, like super strict with masks and uh, limit capacity. And so we're like, okay, let's, let's just try and see how we can do it. And so we did. And it, it ended up being a really beautiful night. And it, wasn't, it didn't feel like some crazy super spreader event. And then I, I stayed in Florida, as I usually do, because I can't just dip in and dip out. I, I have to get my fill. And then, uh, and then I got COVID like a week later. So <laughs> all was in line. So, so you get now. Correct me if I'm wrong here. So, uh, Robot Loves in Space Coast, Florida, right? Yes. Okay. So, so you're in, you're kind of in Nassaville, as I like to call it. You, mm-hmm. you, you get COVID, and uh, because of Florida, uh, no, totally okay. It's not Florida's fault. Uh, and, and when you get COVID, I mean, do you feel to an extent like, okay, damn, that was really worth it? Like, you know, playing for a crowd again? I didn't get it at the event. So oh, okay, I, I, it wasn't like, um, like I probably got it like, let's see, I guess I got it like two weeks later. Cause I stayed in Florida for like an extra two weeks. And, and then of course another two weeks be, once I was had to quarantine, but yeah, you know, I like, I guess maybe it's because I didn't want to submit to like the not being able to justify playing that show that I didn't connect the two. Cause I kind of blamed myself for, um, seeing some friends that I hadn't seen in a long time. And I was playing it safe for like the first week and a half after the show and during the show. And, and it all was pretty manageable. And then like, you know, two weeks went by and I was like, Oh, I'm just going to go hang out with this married couple that I'm really good friends with and, and have a threesome and, and have them be the unicorn, right. you know, when in Florida. And sure enough, that was the weekend that their entire friend group got COVID. And so I did as well. I, I hate being the cliche and having gone to Florida to get COVID is just the ultimate cliche. But alas, here I am. Yeah, I, um, I took my kids to Disney World and uh, I think it was in January. And then I got back and I posted photos like, like the next day I got back. And then, you know, I'd only been back for like a couple of days. And my thought was like, oh shit, if I get COVID or my kids get COVID, I posted photos of us at Disney World and everyone's going to be like, of course you did, you idiot. You took your yeah. kids to Disney World. But luckily, none of us got it and, uh, and made it through. And so I could leave those photos up. But you know what? So you want to hear my COVID strategy? So Chris, you, you surf. So you, you will understand this. Montana, you don't. So I'll sort of walk you through. So Thank you. in surfing, um, when the waves are really big and breaking really far out you go to the beach and you kind of wait to time the sets right because you know waves the sets come in waves so they'll be like you know big wave big wave big wave and then it'll lull so, so intervals these intervals yeah so i took that strategy and i applied it to covid in a way so what i would do was i literally would wait for a place to have that i wanted to go a place that i wanted to go have like an outbreak and then i would book my tickets to go like a week 10 days after. So that's exactly what I was doing. So I would like 
wait till for a breakout to a place I want to go. And then I book my ticket and then for like 10 days to two weeks or whatever. And then by the time I got there, I figured that either people are quarantining in the hospital or dead. And so I was safer and it's worked every time. I went to Texas, like I said, and I went to Florida twice and didn't get it, knock on wood. So so, so you're telling me and, and also really telling the CDC if they're listening, which they probably are, uh, that you're looking at the graphs and you're, you're imagining the up and down spikes and, and, and curves as, as waves. I mean, that, that is actually pretty a genius idea, if I don't mind. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like when I first tell people, it sounds crazy because you're actually going into the hot spot. Everyone's either quarantining, dead or in the hospital. So that's, it usually goes right back down because that's when the, you know, the lull is. So and, it, and again, it worked. We're not supposed to be talking about the pandemic much, but this is also Flamingo Health Services. So we <laughs> obviously we have Flamingo Financial, Flamingo. We have a bunch of subsidiaries of Flamingo Club, Young Flamingo Club. So uh, thank you, Justin, for for these health tips. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so let's get back to Chris and not my uh, not my uh, my strategies. Although people are feel free to take my strategy, Chris. Um, you know we've had a couple of music artists on this show so far, and a couple of DJs. And the question that I find fascinating to anyone who is a musician or music artist especially like yourself like swim you guys like i mean pre-pandemic you guys were constantly playing live shows like what was that like for it to come to a complete halt i was at that time i was i had started playing in another band as well with this girl named lauren ruth ward and our band is called aging actress and we had just played i think our sixth or seventh show and like, I mean, like 14 days before the pandemic started, we played the last uh, show of ours. And we had been building momentum with that. We were working on the fourth Love You Down, which is a festival that Swim has put together for um, the last few years. We've done three all together. The last one was at the Echoplex and Echo for two nights in a row with war paint headlining. So the next year was going to be last year, uh, 2020. It would have been the fourth installment. And, it, you know, we were trying to ramp it up to be even bigger. So it was, it was a wild shock to the system to have all this momentum in different places growing. And then, compl- but I have to admit that there was some sort of internal relief of getting that break because i i think i was running myself a little thin so i i i do think that there was something to be said about like okay i can just like chill the f out for a month but then i i want to say like three months into it when it really felt unsure um when we all felt unsure about the future of live music and gatherings in general um, I would feel like a very deep, remo- like a deep sadness over, uh, and like longing for just playing music live. I totally sympathize with you there. Uh, cause I do the same thing, uh, you know, and I, I've actually proposed something and, and hopefully, uh, Facebook or Mark Zuckerberg listening, uh, they should delete all photos pre pandemic. All the photos pre-pandemic gone. I think, I think photos of, you know, of ex-girlfriends, people having fun, crowds just need to be gone because I think it's causing a depression and uh, those days are over. And um, my thought is if they now just have pandemic photos, uh, you know, you can't be like, oh, well, this photo, wow, I remember that day. That was such a good day. Will these days ever come back? I think that's a great idea because that way it's like if you're 
starting at the bottom, basically, because everyone would be so depressed at the pandemic photos. Anything after that would feel fantastic. Like if you took a photo at a CVS, you know, you're actually outside and you're, you know, that would feel like, wow, that's that's exciting. They went out today. They left their house. Well, see, it's like right now, I, I, okay, great, cool. Festivals used to be people, you know, gathering together, having beer, watching cool bands play. But now it's, uh, you know, 20 cars honking at the band and you can barely hear their live set. Do you, did you ever wonder, like, maybe when is this going to end? Will we ever play a live show again? Yeah, I definitely did. I, I mean, I, I had those moments where I was like, well, so that's how that ended. You know, like that being my music career uh and just kind of being like wow that's wild you know for the the world to intervene and not give me the choice to be um the aging rock star wannabe (laughs) um playing at the cove um (laughs) justin is the only person right now that will understand what i mean by that but um the cove not the aging rock star because you are you are just a rock star Let's get into it. What is The Cove? Oh, The Cove is this bizarre, it's a beautiful, bizarre time in the little town where we're both from in Florida, Satellite Beach, where it's just this like weird dive bar where like these people in their like 60s and 70s started going like every, I think it was like, I want to say it was Friday night and there would be like a live band play and they would dance and then Chris and I and a bunch of our friends, we would just start going as well. So it'd be like a bunch of us, you know, younger folk, I call us at the time um, with these older people and like the older people would be like making out and hooking up and next thing you know you're making out with a 70 year old guy next thing you know you're living with this 70 year old guy and you're driving his corvette to Publix every day to get a sub and and what did they have like margaritaville and repeat the whole time it was a little sassier than that surprisingly jumping like i mean it was like we were trying to keep up with them to be honest yeah that was that was a good that was a good moment in life and uh that's actually when the pandemic started that's my first thought was will i ever be able to go to the cove again I love to ask art, music artists, is there ever a band, past, present, and future, that if you could just like snap your fingers like Thanos and be a part of that band, what band would that be? Oh, wow. That's a really good question. Ben Biscuit? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, not to detract from this great question, but I also, that reminds me of a time when we were playing a music festival in New Jersey uh, and Asbury Park. And we had finished our set and we're kind of hanging around. And one of the promoters of the festival was like, hey, guys, you know, Limp Biscuit is playing at the venue like a mile and a half down the main strip. Do you guys want to go? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And um, so he brought us in the side door and it was so intimidating like I didn't expect it to be the vibe that it was, but it was just like a club filled with what looked like, I, I don't want to like shed any, like uh, any Not this on my boy Fred, but it did look like just a neo-Nazi rally, like of like 200 pound bears, shaved head, giant goatees, like just raging against the machine that was Limp Biscuit and Fred Durst on that stage just screaming into their faces. And it was a sight to behold. Like I 100% am now going to say that Limp Biscuit. <laughs> no, I can't even, I just wouldn't even be able to hang. I would just get so torn up. Um, was there anybody wearing UFC shirts in the crowd? I, I think they were all ripped off by that point. 
but they were definitely uh they were they would have been able to handle themselves if i didn't agree with the music let's just say that but as far as your question justin you know the first one that comes to mind is arcade fire yeah because i feel like there's enough people in that band where i could i could just shimmy in and they might not even notice that i was in it you know like there's like 10 12 people on stage at all times so i could just I could just cruise in. No, none of their like loyal fan base would probably even notice and have to be like, who's the freaking new guy with the bleach tips and like be freaked out by my, my aura. But I also, I have such a fondness for Arcade Fire in those first couple albums because it was on a trip to, again to bring it back to New Jersey. Um, on a, one of my like most remembered nostalgic trips with my dad to New Jersey, where he's from, where I was born, Morristown, New Jersey, we only had the first Ar- Arcade Fire album, Funeral, on CD that our friend gave to us for the entire trip. So I, I, I'm very nostalgic over Arcade Fire. And I could like, if I could be on stage and get that same feeling every night, oh my gosh, that'd be wonderful. Wow, that's good. You uh, so... To be in Arcade Fire, you you do it all for the nookie to get in that band. Great reference. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the band. So the band. I was gonna say the band I would want to be in is Millie Vanilli, and I would be Janilli. So it'd be Millie Vanilli Janilli, and I think with my ability to sing, that would fit perfect with live performances. So that's my dream. I, I think you're already a good per- performer, Justin, to be quite honest. Uh, Did you ever have dreadlocks, Justin? I'm curious if you ever fell into that era of Florida. No, you know, I didn't. I just always feel like, you know, this is racist against white people, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, I feel like white people with dreadlocks, it just always looks like cat puke on their head. And it's just not mm. a good look. So I just never. Anchor is not going to like this. It. And plus, Chris, do you remember my hair? My hair was beautiful. There's no way I'm making dreadlocks out of that. Yeah, I was going to say. So is it weird to think that there are people out there that are listening to, to, to your music that at some point in their lives, they're going to feel nostalgic to, or, you know, they're going to play that track and, you know, remember, you know, that month of their life uh, or, or certain, certain things. There's a part of my brain that almost can't accept that anyone would ever be a fan of our band if they weren't just a friend being nice and saying that. Like, I think that's like from the inception of playing music, like the first time anyone that I, someone that I didn't know that I hadn't like, you know, twisted their arm to listen to a demo or something. The first time a stranger was just like, oh my God, I just like listen to your music all the time. I would like my brain sort of glitched it was like the matrix just flipped on itself and i was like that's but that's not possible for me and i think it's because i'm such a huge fan of the of the bands and the art that i'm a fan of that i don't i can't grasp that and i I think it also probably falls into the imposter syndrome that most people feel um but yeah i've had a couple experiences like one in particular that stands out of this couple that came to a show we played in North Carolina one time and they stayed after and they told us that this whole story about how to our CD, they had taken a trip and fallen in love on the trip and then ended up getting married 
to and what and like dancing to their dance song was to one the song that they of ours that they fell in love to and so and then like fast forward like I don't know, five years later, I, we kept in touch with these people because they're so sweet and they would come to shows out in California. And I remember one time after one of our shows in LA, I was fairly inebriated at like four in the morning and they were at our party after party at this warehouse that we moved into called The Cube, which I forget, Justin, if you've ever been there. But uh, we, I remember they were like, will you play us the song that we walked out like, or I don't forget if it was walked down the aisle or like had their dance to and I got to play like in my side yard while I was like really not in the state to be doing it but it was like this weird surreal moment and it was so wonderful to get to like play a song that I could tell was something that was nostalgic for them because and I say that even more so because when I was playing the song I noticed they weren't looking at me playing the song like they were just looking at each other which I loved even more because it was like, oh, th this is for them. Like, this is their thing. Like, I'm just a tiny little part of this, which was really, really wild. By, by chance, was this the, uh, the couple from Florida? Which couple from Florida? Are you talking about the uh, married couple that I, I let them <laughs> do whatever yeah, they yeah, want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they hang, hang out <laughs> with them for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> My COVID unicorn? Right, friend. exactly. Yeah. Actually, the, the part um, Chris is leaving out of the story is the couple was Fred Durst and the girl he made the sex tape with. Ah, okay. <laughs> I feel the same way with like my movie when people would message me strangers or whatever when we're doing showings, they'd be like, we love your movie. And the, people, the part that people love the most that um, had the swim songs in it. So. Swim songs, right. Uh, Justin, I actually, uh, I bought your movie off Amazon and I got to say, I love it. I love oh, it. Thank you. Yeah, and if you notice, Swim was so kind. Chris was so kind. There's to let uh let me borrow two songs of his for the for the for the movie so thanks chris oh my gosh i mean talk about a another surreal moment um i feel like just being as saccharine as i possibly can on this podcast but when i went to the screening the moments where our songs came up i mean uh montana i have to tell you like growing up in satellite beach the hobgood twins were just the absolute apex of cool like there's just it didn't get bigger or cooler or better and especially for me someone who was like you know like five or six years younger than them where like you were just enough to like maybe be at like you know my friend's party who was their little sister and get to see them or like see them surf every once in a while i mean full-blown everyone i knew we were all obsessed with them to then be sitting in a screening room in la uh watching a documentary with like one of our songs like uh playing to i think it was cj and rachel walking like you know like their wedding scene and, and stuff like that was just like oh i was so choked up during that whole thing it really like it was really special for me so thank you chris i gotta ask you is it true that you have a secret but maybe not so secret instagram called uh nancy hadid where uh you just post insanely stunning I guess maybe hot photos of yourself in so many words. Yes, it is true. Um, it's basically, it's, it's just, he's lost best. for words. I don't even try to explain it. Okay. It's a so beautiful people, Instagram, I think everyone should check it out. So people will find it if they, you know, obviously listen to this. I had an idea, uh, you know, I was kind of pondering what to ask uh, last night. Um, I think 
Swim should do a collab, if you've heard of them, Poolside. I think that makes a lot of sense naming-wise. You know, it's funny. We've actually, I think a few years ago, we had a manager that was trying to work that out, really, like logistically, like get that to happen. And they, I think they actually had a couple of our tunes and were considering doing a remix. And, you know, like many collaborations in music, that just don't end up coming to fruition. I know Jeffrey from Poolside. So Jeffrey, if you're listening, uh, let's do some remixes. I, I, would, I, would, I would love that. I think it's a, it's a fit. Yes, Jeffrey, please help us. Um, Montana, I think you just became a music mogul. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, in, I'm, I'm starting to become in the business. Uh, last week, I was telling Justin, I, uh, I used the term, oh, we'll just fix that in post. That was the first time I've ever used that. So I was like, am I, becoming, am I, am I a software engineer or, or, or I'm in the biz, as they say? I think you're in several business. I think you're in the music business now. And then that, that's, that's, a film, uh, that's a film business they, reference. They don't, so. they, they, don't say, they don't say that in music? We'll, we'll just fix that little thing in post. I don't know, Chris. Uh, in the biz? Yeah. It sounds very get shorty. So I would say maybe more film than music, but yeah. So no, no fixed in post. They they don't say let's fix that in post. You can be in film business. What, you can do, be a what film do I mogul. know? Well, no, you can be a film mogul and a music mogul. Don't just limit yourself. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate that. Flamingo Financial. I think, a, I think if you have your own podcast now, you probably could say you're in the biz. That's yeah, actually true. And uh, you know what I've noticed? Uh, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a research type person. I like numbers. I like data. Um, a lot of people start a podcast, uh, they do two shows, and I've noticed this on uh, iTunes, and then that's it. Why well, do podcasts where I can raise my hands a few times on TikTok and get, you know, insane amounts of views, like Justin? Yeah, insane amounts. I can't believe we've made it past two. We probably should have stopped it too. But whatever, let's just keep going. Okay. And speaking of changing things up, let's, uh, let's get into our questions in the bowl. By the way, I've not asked lately, how's that brother printer doing? So, Chris, if you're not familiar, we have a, a brother printer, which I purchased as a panic buy on our first episode with Pearl Charles. I think, you, do you know Pearl? Uh, yeah, a little bit. We've, we actually played a show in Las Vegas together, opening, both opening for, um, wow, completely blanking right now. Let me... I, lo- I love completely blanking right now. One we'll of my we'll fix bands. this in post. Yeah. Completely blanking right now really killed it. They had a tremendous set and... <laughs> Back to that. There. That's okay. We can edit that, but it's all fixed. post. Portugal the man. Portugal the man. I, that's I actually love Portugal the man. And um, blanking on that. Back to my story. My quick story. We have a so we have a brother printer. We we do retro tech on this show. Is those that list of questions I sent you, which you got right? Mm-hmm. So I print out the questions on the paper that you get when you're in kindergarten with the three lines. That's what I have. Good. 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 And, yeah, and so the questions are here. I have them out in a bowl right now. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to randomly pull. We're only going to pull five. Are you ready? I'm ready. Mantena, are you ready? I, 148%. Yeah, I'm holding on. Okay, here we go. So the first question is, do you ever think you could be in a relationship with someone who has the exact same job as you? Yes, and I have. Uh, I mean, you know her, actually. Do you remember Allie Lon? Yes, I do. Yeah, I, I still, uh, I talked to her quite a bit. I directed a video for her a couple years ago of her new band that she was starting. Amazing. Allie and I uh, were together for a couple years. Uh, I mean, that's a while ago, but we were both 
in bands. I mean, her band was far more successful than mine and it was really cool. It was a really wild time because it was kind of towards the beginning of when I was even starting to play music and play shows and be in a band and to have her guidance along the way in those couple of years. Yeah, I mean, she's such an incredible musician and had had a pretty cool uh, route with her band, Ra Ra Riot, and how they had really came up. And Yeah, that's true. So here's a question to add on to the question. Would you do it again? I believe last time we spoke, you were in a relationship. Uh, maybe you're not anymore, but would you mm-hmm. date someone again that was a musician like yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I mean, I, I am not to all those couples out there looking for a unicorn with... <laughs> With those antibodies, you just, uh, you, you're, <laughs> you're in luck because I am no longer in a relationship. And uh, that sounds so terribly sad. So, so you heard it, ladies. It's Chris Hess at unicorn6969.com. And please yeah. make the subject line antibodies. Speaking of changing names, I don't, you know, I don't think I ever got this straight from you. Why did you guys change from Blore, bastard love child of rock and roll, to Swim? <laughs> Uh, well, there's a few reasons. One was the major reason was that we actually just felt like we started a new band whenever we, because when we started the Bastard Love Child of Rock and Roll, it was just Adam and I as a two piece. And so uh, once we did that for a, a few years, and then once we started making music for what would have been the first Swim album or EP, we were all of a sudden playing as a full band, like a full four-piece band, sometimes five-piece band. We were actually leaving. We were like cutting ties with the management, pretty serious management thing that we had at the time. And so that was all in all, like it was just felt like, and we were moving from Florida to Los Angeles. It just felt like this is a completely different project with a different sound, different people. And honestly, I kind of loathed the name floor too i just like it sounded it, it was felt like false advertising like we weren't nearly that hardcore enough to be called blore and have people screaming blore at shows so uh swim felt like a better fit for what we were doing uh you know some flamingo financial advice for me uh i'm going to suggest chris that you add another m to swim a third triple m Triple M, um, so, you know, it can be like, mm, like, mm, that was good. Mm, like Montana Mendy the Mogul? Exactly, triple and Triple M, actually, my initials are Triple M, so, uh, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, it would be like, when you guys go out to play, I'd be like, oh, Triple M, I have a connection with that type thing. So, really, it's just for me, and I'm being selfish. I'm glad you brought that up, Montana. This is a new portion of our show we're adding. We're actually... um we've trademarked the name Flamingo Financial. And it's what we, where we give advice to our guests to help them improve their business. So yeah, I think adding another M, Swim, because I think I told you this, when K-Rock was talking about you guys as like a featured artist, would literally say Swim with two Ms. And to me, I was like, I kept hearing it. And it just like, I'm like, it was like almost ingenious in a sense, because it made you have to listen and think like swim with two m if it was just one m they'd just be like our new you know the new artists were featuring swim but it was swim with two m so it just i was like i think i told you this i was like i think it's like ingenious marketing on your part i mean i heard you got to change the name from blur because um you were using it to pick up uh unicorn couples and it was going badly <laughs> <laughs> 
it can go badly. It can go badly. But usually I, I would say at about like a 12 to 13% rate, it goes great. <laughs> and, and again, Chris has at gmail.com. Again. Great rate though. That's not 13%. It's not bad. Okay. So next question. I'm going to pull it out. Oh, this is a good one. I've been waiting for someone to get this one. What would the plot line elevator pitch for a reality show about your life be? So it would be like Florida man tries to survive life in the big city with only a trust fund and a sponsorship from Nair hair removal. How many people have trust funds from Nair? I mean, probably a bunch, right? Yeah, trust fund from Nair. That's interesting because we actually, before we got started this recording for this podcast, uh, Montana and I were on a conference call with Nair. They're interested in being the title sponsor for our show. So that ties in. Thank you, Chris. Well, if you need any, any pictures to prove. Thank you, Nair. We want to thank Nair for being one of the first sponsors of Young Flamingo Club. Like hair's never touched my body at this point. Wow. And just to clarify, Nair is not an official sponsor yet. We just did a conference call. They aren't officially on. So, um, Next question. This will be question three. If you could have any animal as a pet, what would it be? Even though it's counterintuitive to say this, but I'm going to say alligator because I'm sure it's because I grew up in Florida and I, my parents brought me to the Silver Springs and all of the different springs. And when you do canoe trips, you'd hear the alligators croak. And as a child in a canoe, you feel like you're essentially in the water. And so I was just petrified of alligators growing up. And so I've had a recurring nightmare of alligators my entire life. Usually involves just me having to crawl over hundreds of alligators to get to the back door of my house or like wherever I am. And so if I had an alligator, then I feel like maybe I could tame, I could, it would be like facing that fear. After watching Miami Vice, uh, you know, Crockett has the, uh, the pet alligator, right? Are we yeah, talking okay. about Michael Mann movie or the show? Oh, the show. show. No, no, yeah. I mean, so he has, he has the alligator as the, uh, as the pet and it's actually, you know, pretty protective. You can get them pretty cheap. I also, Chris, I'm also petrified of alligators. Like that's the, actually the animal I literally fear the most because also growing up in florida and being around lakes and like you know hearing the stories of like oh my dog got eaten last night and you know my i used to water ski when i was a little kid i started when i was like four years old and i'll never forget my mom driving the boat and she drove me like we're in a lake and she like drove me close to the reeds and like i went over an alligator just as it was going down and it like my ski hit it and i almost fell oh i was yeah i think to this day like if i had fallen that thing probably would have come got me and um, even like, so I've, I've, I've passed my fear along to my children, even though they live in California. When we go to Florida, anytime we're near a lake, I t- teach them like, do not walk near the edge. And if you do look for bubbles, look for moving water, because those things will hunt you. And that's, that's why I'm scared about those things. Because like, you know, sharks bite you, but alligators literally will hunt you. Not why it's uh, the Young Alligator Club. It's the Young yeah. Flamingo Club. Flamingos are harmless. They just eat brine shrimp. So Montana, if you get a pet alligator, it will eat you. I will be getting a pet alligator. There's no question about that. Uh, secondly, I'm going to be naming it uh, Justin Purser. That's so sweet. Thank you. Let's, uh, let's go question four. You know what? I, just, I pulled this one and we can't ask it because you just answered it as well. The question was going to be what scares you the most? And it's alligators. Yeah. Yeah. We knocked that one out. So that doesn't count. This is the first time that's ever happened. You're like a psychic. You answered the next question before it was even pulled. I mean, wow. it's a first in YFC history. This is happening. Yeah. So, uh, this, is a, this is a moment to celebrate. It's a milestone. And uh, Chris, uh, you know, congratulations, honestly. Thank you. 
Okay, so here we go. Replacing what you're most afraid of because you answered that. This is question, what is this? One, two, three, four. This will, this will be four, yeah. Uh, this, is, this just threw me off, him answering the question in advance. Just I'm all off. Um, what's the favorite place you've ever been? Like the, the place, like the most like destination-y destination kind of place that I could say would be, I think, Japan. And I did absolutely love it there. And I never had a strong inkling of like, oh, I just got to get to Japan one day. And it was just like, we got really lucky. And uh, one of our songs was in this, uh, this film that was doing these uh, premieres all around Japan. So they brought us to play each premiere. So we got to tour all of Japan and it was unreal. Like the most clean cities I've ever seen. Um, all the Technicolor things that you see in movies, like it is just that. And then we also got to surf in these little farm towns, like on the beach, on the coast. It was just extravagant and it was beautiful. And then I was thinking about like, what is my favorite place I've ever gotten to go as far as like a sentimental moment? Like maybe like, you know, not like even if the place had less to do with it than the moment justin have you ever been to indian rocks beach florida yeah the west coast of florida yes yes there was one night after a show where all of us went swimming in the ocean and the bioluminescence was all the rage and if uh montana have you seen bioluminescence yeah uh, not not in person okay so um so then that settles it justin we are actually better than Montana for growing up in Florida. Whoa, 100%. But it it, it really is like, it is one of the most mesmerizing things. Every movement is then, you know, cascades like this beautiful blue uh, effervescence through the water. The Gulf Coast of Florida, the the ocean there, like it's so serene, it's so still. And so I think that in itself is one of my favorite places I've ever been to in that very moment. I don't understand why aliens don't, uh, you know, visit Florida more often, to be honest. Yeah, they do, but they're from Cuba. They're illegal aliens. Um, And then also... Fixed and post. (laughs) Fixed and post. Florida, I feel like there probably is aliens in Florida. Like, I mean, Chris, you know, like, I always tell people, like, I love to tell people I'm from Florida because it means I'm a little dangerous because some of the craziest people in the world are in Florida. Like, I don't... My theory is... Why is that? The heat and the humidity. If you live there long enough and you don't leave, it will literally drive you mad. Like but, Chris knows, like in the summer, yeah. you can't, like you cannot not sweat. Like you can mm-hmm. take a shower and sweat and you'll still be sweating for the entire summer. And, and I'm not kidding. I actually wrote a paper on this. This is not a joke. It was like a, it was like a 38 page thesis on as to why this is. And the conclusion that I came to was it was heat. And then secondly, you know, just family lines living there, you know, generation after generation. But then you mix that in with heat and, you know, you get, uh, a, I guess, a hodgepodge of things going on. And then you get the end result, which is what you're explaining. Yeah, it makes sense. It's, it really does change, I think, your, your whole molecular makeup. And I was just talking about the Gainesville murders with a friend last night. Have you ever heard about those, Montana? I have not, uh, but I know uh, Ted Bundy did some stuff in Gainesville. And the reason why I bring that up is, uh, you know, I had a uh, online girlfriend when I was uh, 21 from Gainesville. So, yeah, I learned a lot about Florida in that in that era. And the fun surprise about that, his online girlfriend, it was actually just me. 
<laughs> right. That's what I found out. That's how we met. I catfished him. You totally catfished me. Neve Shulman and Max Joseph, uh, you know, came to the address that he gave, and it was not who I thought it was. Weird it was thing Justin. about that is Justin used pictures of me as the catfish. Wow. Okay. And it worked. Double catfished. Uh, Justin, you do you remember these in the early '90s? The Danny Rollins was his name, and it was the some of the most grotesque serial murders um, that I've ever heard about. And it happened on campus in the early 90s at University of Florida and caused a mass hysteria throughout the entire school. No one would go to class. No one would leave their homes. Like all of the padlocks of the entire town had been sold out. Like people were just locking themselves in their houses. Uh, They would call the cops if they heard anything and then when the cops came they wouldn't open the door because they were afraid that it was the killer posing as a cop yeah i do remember that and i do you know remember how crazy that was in that time i'm putting justin as a suspect it was around the same time i was catfishing you so yeah yeah anything's possible (laughs) yeah okay so let's get on to our final question this is it here we go the grand finale and it is have you ever cried in the shower Like, I don't remember if I've ever cried in the shower. And I feel like I probably would remember because I feel like I would, as I was doing it, be thinking that, man, I feel like Jim Carrey in that scene of Ace Ventura where he's pretending to be the scene of the crying game. And I never have had that thought. I don't think crying in the shower would be that good because then you you just you wouldn't is this tears is this water from the shower it's like sex like sex actually isn't that good in the shower i feel like they always played up in movies to be like this passionate steamy thing when like in real life it's just kind of like uh this is kind of not working that well and when i do that uh, i'm i'm not even thinking about the actual sex i'm thinking about oh my, my water bill is just just going out of out of control yeah, I, c- I combine crying and sex in the shower. It's uh, mm-hmm. something I do as a hobby, actually. And Montana, is that why I was just looking at like the latest expenses um, that you turned in for, you know, to the Young Flamingo Club and your water bill was crazy. Is that why? Yeah, uh, it is. And um, it's just funny that you guys mentioned this because uh, it, it really does make me want to cry now thinking about how much my water bill was last month. I saw that, man. It's a lot of crying, a lot of sex. Chris, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say you have not because... Um, you would remember it. I feel like it's a like it's sort of like sex in the shower. It's something you remember. Wait a minute, and, you, and it's a terrible. Drunk, a drunken thing to do, maybe, and you don't remember via drunk, like drunkenly showering and crying. Yeah, <laughs> the only times I can remember being really drunk in the shower is probably when I am in I'm the midst of some crazy COVID couple that I've stumbled. <laughs> Do it. Lose blues or the dragon lady. And yep. there's people crying in orgies. There we and go. Again, and again, Chris Hess at gmail.com. At and gmail.com. Uh, do not forget Nancy Hadid, uh, where he is in the shower a lot. Uh, you know, and that's sponsored right now. So I just want to make everyone aware of that again. What was the orgy thing you just said, Chris? There's no crying in orgies. Okay, so here's another Flamingo financial advice for you and your band Swim. That is the album title for the new album. <laughs> I mean, it would pair with the last one quite well. Yeah, it's a, it's a match. All right, well, thank you, Chris. Uh, Chris has from Swim uh, for coming on the Young Flamingo Club. Um, you know, a lot of people don't want to do this because uh, 
just for whatever, but you decided to, and uh, I cannot thank you enough. Chris, thanks. Uh, thanks, Chris, for coming on. Really uh, appreciate you taking the time and giving us the information about um, what it's like being a music artist in, you know, in these times and also what it's like to be a unicorn. So thanks for coming on. I'm so happy to be here and I do appreciate it. It's just nice to have friends and talk. And um, in spite of how, how enjoyable it was, I would ask to not be the honorary guest of the Flamingo Club. I know you guys sometimes induct people in to be part of the Flamingo Club, but I just finally invested in a Roku TV. So I, my time is, is like truncated at this point to where I'm ah. just asked very politely not and respectfully not to be uh, inducted into the Flamingo Club. All right, I'll pass that note down to, to Travis or someone. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a first, but you know, I understand you probably get in too many emails as it is, right? A lot of emails, a lot of yeah. emails. That, so that really is a first. Chris, yeah. Chris has at gmail.com. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's heartbreaking, but we'll that's deal a with stab it. That's stab Yeah, you know. but uh, Unicorn. Unicorn. All right, Chris. 69. Well, thanks, 69. For, uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, we, w- we won't put yep. you in. We'll talk, to, we'll talk to you soon, though. Yeah, okay. and uh, we'll now actually never talk to you again. All right, so I hope you uh, had a good time here. And uh, goodbye and forever. That. Thank you, Thank you, Denair, one more time. Not to you guys, but thank you, Denair. I appreciate it. Yes. Thanks, Denair. Young Flamingo Club. Young Flamingo Club. All right, guys. Well, obviously, um, I'm as shocked as you to find out that Chris does not, I repeat, does not want to be a member of the Young Flamingo Club. And uh, out of all of our guests, which have been eight, and he would be the ninth, I'm sorry, he'd be the 10th, actually. I always get the numbers wrong. Uh, he just denied, flat out denied. That's never happened before. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel right now. Justin, what are you feeling? I'm in shock. I'm really hurt. Like, I, it's the first, like you said, it's the first person ever to just straight up tell us that they don't even want us to discuss if he's going to be a member or not. So not only did he turn us down before we even asked, he's ruined the outro of our show because this is where we discuss it. And there's nothing to discuss because he's refused us. Well, you know, it's kind of like that first girl that you have a crush on in high school and, you know, you go up there and say, hey, do you want to go to the prom? And she says no. And then that's it. I felt like that a little bit. Got to tell you. Got to tell you. Yeah. So, you know, well, he is a unicorn, so maybe he'll change his mind and uh, and join us. Stay tuned, folks. Maybe he'll come back. Yep. Maybe he'll come back. And speaking of coming back, come back next Friday. And, you know, we'll see what happens then. Uh, this is Montana, obviously. And from Young Flamingo Club. Yes, and that is Justin. I'm sorry I talk over you, Justin, but I'm just really distraught right now. Yeah, I understand. We're all distraught here in the Young Flamingo Club. So, yeah, that's it. So thanks, people, for tuning in. And um, just don't worry about uh, subscribing or sharing with your friends. Yeah, do not share, subscribe with your friends at all in fact like just don't even say the words share and subscribe it's just not in your vernacular all right so we'll see you next episode and uh thank you for tuning in yeah thanks guys share subscribe share and subscribe Young